Hello, it's Todd, and welcome to another uh, edition of Spinning Singles. And we are at the week of June 13th, 1981, heading into that summer. And I'm basically going to talk about the songs that charted on the Billboard Top 40 and some ones that hit the Hot 100. First song to come in that week was by um, a solo artist who was the lead singer of Jefferson Starship, and I'm talking about Marty Ballin. He had been around a long time, and he decided to have a solo album. And this one came in rather high, and the charts came in at number 24, and would go to number 8, and it's a song called Hearts, and it does have a picture sleeve. It's on his EMI label. And the picture sleeve is black and white, and it shows him just standing there in the middle of the sleeve. And you know, when the song came out, I thought it was okay, but over the years, it's really really grown on me. It's really a good song, and I like his voice. And uh, he's one of the bands that I appreciate a lot now more than I did when I was growing up, when it was out. And that's Hearts by Marty Ballin. Not a particular hard record to find or a valuable one. Another thing I liked about the early 80s, you would have TV theme songs that would hit the charts, which is kind of cool. And this next one was a huge hit, although the TV series didn't last all that long. It was kind of intriguing, talking about the greatest American hero. I remember watching it, uh, William Catt and Connie Selica, and I think it was Robert Culp that was in it. This one has a picture sleeve, and it shows the emblems of the great American hero in red. And the song itself was done by an artist who had only had one song before this. It's called uh, Joey Scarberry was the name of the artist, and it's called the theme to the greatest American hero. And you might know it as Believe It or Not, but it got a lot of airplay around here, a ton of airplay. And it went all the way to number two, so it just missed number one. And that's uh, Joey Scarberry. And that was his uh, last hit. He never had another hit after that, but but it's definitely recognizable as a TV theme. Next song I want to talk about um, debuted at number 33 on the Hot 100 by Kenny Rogers. He was very, very hot at that point. And this song was a ballad, so when I first heard it, it didn't do a lot for me. But then as I heard it more and more, it kind of grew on me, and it's one of my favorite ballads by him. It's called I Don't Need You. And I remember it well because it got a lot of airplay, and it was a very, very hot summer. So I remember spending a lot of time indoors, and I just remember hearing that song a lot on the radio. It did have a picture sleeve. Kenny Rogers at that time was on the Liberty label. And the picture sleeve uh, just shows him standing in a doorway. And the backside is him and Lionel Richie, who actually wrote the song, I believe. So it was from his LP, Share Your Love, and one of his better ballads. And that's Kenny Rogers. Not a valuable or hard record to find at this point. Next song I'm going to talk about was a cover song. And originally done by the group The Ad-Libs, and I'm talking about The Boy from New York City. The Ad-Libs version was on Blue Cat, and that was a pretty decent song, but uh, the Manhattan Transfer updated it, and it was a kind of an updated swinging song, The Boy from New York City. Came in at 34, we're good at number seven, so it was a big, big hit. It's on the Atlantic label. It did not have a picture sleeve, but it really opened my eyes to them. Manhattan Transfer. I never really heard of them much. You know, I'd heard of them because of Twilight Zone, but this was their bigger hit. So that's The Boy from New York City and not a valuable record at all. Um, Next song I'm going to talk about is from an artist I got the uh, fortunate chance of meeting, and I'm talking about Roseanne Cash. She had one hit that crossed over, and this was it. It was called Seven Year Ache. Came in at 36. We go to number 22, and it did have a picture sleeve, a black and white picture sleeve that shows her on the cover. 
got a lot of airplay because it was a crossover hit and it's on the Columbia label. And a few years back, she actually came to Frederick, Maryland and did a concert in downtown Frederick. And I paid a little extra money and was able to go backstage and actually meet her and her husband. And I brought some of my records with me and she loved the fact I had that black and white picture sleeve. She loved that. And I got her to sign it. So I do have pictures of me and Roseanne and, um, she still, her voice sounded great even back then. So, and that's seven year eight. The other thing about this 45 was the B side was called blue moon with a heartache. And that hit number one on the country charts. And it also bubbled under on the pop charts at 104. So those were only two chart entries on the Billboard Hot 100. And that's Roseanne Cash. Next song I'm going to talk about came in at 37. And it was probably from one of my favorite albums of the whole year. And it was by the Moody Blues. It was called Long Distance Voyager was the name of the album. And the song's called Gemini Dream on the Threshold label. And I remember this well because it got played a lot, very upbeat. And again, it reminds me of how hot the summer was because I spent a lot of a lot of time indoors. And that's Gemini Dream. It would go all the way to number 12, which was a big hit for the Moody Blues at the time. And um, this is a very busy week because we still have two more songs to talk about. So the next song to come in was kind of a duet, but uh, you really only hear one vocal because the other person is an instrumentalist. And I'm talking about Stanley Clark and George Duke, and it's called Sweet Baby. And it's a very ballady soul type record. Came in at 38, would go to number 19, was a pretty big hit for them. And it was only Stanley Clark's only top 40 hit. And it was on the Epic label. And I do remember hearing it. And um, that Sweet Baby, not a particularly valuable or hard record to find. And the last record I'm going to talk about that came in that week came in at number 40 and only made it to number 30. And it was the only top 40 hit for a big writer. And her name was Carol Bayer Sager. She was married to Burt Bacharach at the time, I believe. Her song was called Stronger Than Before. It was on the Boardwalk label. It does have a picture sleeve, and it shows her on the cover and, and um, her and Burt Bacharach on the back. And, um, you know, not a particularly valuable record. I didn't even really hear this on the radio that much, so I was kind of surprised it got as high as number 30. But that's uh, Stronger Than Before by Carol Bayer Sager. So that brings us to the next week in June of 1981. And I'm talking about June 20th. There were only two songs to come in after a very busy week the week before. And one song I'm going to talk about that hit the Hot 100. First song I'm going to talk about was probably one of my favorite songs of the year. First time I heard the song, I loved it right away. I knew it was going to be a huge hit. I just love the sound of it. And um, talking about Juice Newton and Queen of Hearts, it was a great sing-along song. Both my sisters loved it. Came in at 33. We go to number two. It was a huge hit. It's on the Capitol label. It did have a picture sleeve. Shows her on the cover with her long hair. Just a great, great song, Queen of Hearts. And every time I hear that song, it, that brings me right back to there. So great song by her. And the only other song to come in that week um, was by a newer artist at the time, and it was his first hit. And his name was Billy Squire, and he had a song called The Stroke. So that was probably, turned out to be one of his famous songs. It came in at number 40, we go to number 17, and it was a very rock-oriented song, very cool song, and it did have a picture sleeve, and it shows him playing the guitar on the cover. And um, Billy Squire's got some value, so in this in good shape, it's probably 5 to $10, and that's The Stroke. 
the only other song I'm going to talk about for that week, I actually debuted in the Hot 100, and it was another song by Loverboy, and it came in at 81, and would only go to 55, but it got some airplay around here, and I did like the song. It was called The Kid Is Hot Tonight, and uh, does have a picture sleeve, shows a picture of the band on the front and the back, it was on the Columbia label, and the sleeve is kind of one of their harder sleeves to find, not an easy one. I'd say it's about a $5 sleeve, and the record's 2 or $3. And that's The Kid is Hot Tonight by Loverboy. So that's going to bring us to the last week of June. And by then I was out of school, of course, for the summer. And there were four songs to come in that week. And there's actually five songs that came in the Hot 100 that week I'm going to talk about that did not make the top 40. So quite a few songs to talk about this week. And the first song or the highest song to come in was by the Pointer Sisters. It came in at 32. It was called Slow Hand, kind of a mid-tempo soul song. Would go all the way to number two because it was a huge, huge hit, not a picture sleeve, and it was on their label Planet. And I think it was covered by Conway Twitty on the country charts as well, but this was the best version, I thought, from their album Black and White, and that's the Pointer Sisters. Not a valuable or hard record to find since it was such a big hit. And the next song I'm going to talk about was from my, one of my favorite artists, Joe Walsh, and he had a solo record, came in at 38, and it went to 34, so it wasn't huge, but it was called A Life of Illusion, and did not get a lot of airplay, but it was still a cool enough song, and years later, it showed up in the beginning of a movie that we, that my wife and I like to watch called uh, The 50-Year-Old or The 40-Year-Old Virgin, so it's kind of a cool song, and that's Joe Walsh, A Life of Illusion on the electric label. Electro Asylum, I should say, from the album There Goes the Neighborhood, and it did not come with a picture sleeve. Um, not a hard record to find um, at all. The next song to come in at 39 was a hit by Cool and the Gang, but that's as high as it got. It was a very kind of a slow, almost a ballad-type song. It was unusual for them because they were known for their upbeat dance songs. This is called Jones versus Jones. And like I said, only got as high as 39. It's probably one of their most least known hits. And it was off their album that gave a celebration, but it's on the Delight label. That was their label. Not a hard record to find, but I never heard the song on the radio, hardly at all. So, But it just made it in at number 39, and that's as high as it got. And the last song I'm going to talk about came in at number 40, and it was by an artist who was riding high on his TV show, The Dukes of Hazard. It was John Schneider, who, of course, played Bo Duke, and he had his version of It's Now or Never, the Elvis song, and he definitely could sing, so he did have go on to have quite a few hits on the country charts, but not too many on the pop chart. But this is his first song, so it did cross over, and it went all the way to number 14, probably on the strength of his success of the TV show. But the picture sleeve shows a picture of him on the cover with a horse in the background, and that's It's Now or Never by John Snyder, not a valuable or a hard record to find. Um, so the more interesting songs this week for me were the ones that hit the Hot 100 that did not go very far. But uh, this next song was from a group who I liked a lot who hadn't had a hit in a long time. It was the Brothers Johnson and it came in at 81 and would go to 67, so that's as high as it got. And the song is called The Real Thing. And at the time, I didn't know about it because I was only concentrating on the top 40 records. But years later, I heard the song and I thought, oh, this is a really good song. It should have been a lot bigger of a, a hit. It's from their album Winners on the A&M label. 
by then the A&M label had switched over to the orange label with the orange sleeve, but a great song if you've ever heard it. And it's not a valuable record, but just a great song to hear. And the next song to come in right behind it was another great song that the same thing, I didn't hear it when it came out, but I heard it later on and thought, wow, what another great song, but it didn't go very far. Only hit number 73 nationally. And it's by the group, the Jacksons walk right now, very similar to can you feel it from their album triumph. And it's on the Epic label, but a great, great song in my opinion. And, um, should have been a lot bigger of a hit and that's walk right now by the jacksons and next song i'm going to talk about came in at 84 and i do remember hearing this one on the radio every once in a while it was a cover song it's called it hurts to be in love and gene pitney had the big hit with it back in the 60s but this was by dan hartman and at the time he hadn't had a hit in a while it was on his label blue sky kind of an upbeat rendition of it hurts to be in love and it came in at number 84, would only go as high as 72, and not a valuable or hard record to find. No picture sleeve with that. And the next song to come in was another song from The Who, and at that time they had had a couple hits off of Face Dances. This one's called Don't Let Go the Coat. Very obscure because it was only on the charts for like three or four weeks. Came in at 87, went to 84, and that was it. Almost never heard it on the radio, and a stock copy of this record is very hard to find. It took me years to find one. Promo's a lot easier, and the promo is probably a 3 or $4 record. Stock copy, though, is probably about a $10 record if you can find one. And the last song I'm going to talk about is by the group ABBA, and it's probably my favorite song off their album, Super Trooper, and it's called On and On and On. And what a great song. It came in at 92. would only go to 90. It was not a huge hit, but a great song. Should have been a lot bigger of a hit. And um, the thing about this song is the B-side got some airplay as well. It's called Lay All Your Love On Me, and that's one of their better songs too. So actually you got two really good songs for one, and a stock copy of this song is also hard to find. They say it's probably about a 6 to $7 record, and the promo being... Um, easier. And this ABBA song did not have a picture sleeve. And that's on and on and on. Um, so we've got time to get in July of 1981. And we'll talk about this was the bicentennial, not the bicentennial, Independence Day, July 4th, 1981. And there were three songs that hit the top 40 that week. And the first one was another song off of High Infidelity. And I'm talking about Aria's Speedwagon. And this one was a much more upbeat than the first two, and it's called Don't Let Them Go. Came in at 33, would go to 24, so it wasn't quite as big as a hit, but it did have a picture sleeve, which was the first one for the group off this album. And the sleeve is kind of hard to find because you don't see it that often, and the record is on Epic, their label, blue label with the blue sleeve, and not hard to find. So the sleeve is probably a 5 to $6 record or sleeve if you can find it. And the next song is kind of kind of sad, but um, it's only sad because of what happened to her. And I'm talking about Karen Carpenter. But this was their version of Touch Me When We're Dancing. And um, it got a ton of airplay. It came in at 38 and would go to 16. It would be their last top 40 hit because she would pass away later on, I believe. And um, it did have a picture sleeve. And when I first heard it, I thought, oh, what a nice song. But it was kind of going against the grain at that point because in 81, the music was changing and getting more new wave-ish. But this uh, song sounded like it belonged to back in the 70s. But it was also covered by Alabama, I think, a year or two later as well. 
and the carpenters have some value. So the sleeves probably three to four dollars, and the records probably two to three. But that's um, "Touch Me When We're Dancing," and it's from their album "Made in America." And one more song I'm going to talk about this time um, was by a soul artist named Stephanie Mills, and she had had a couple hits up until this point. And this one was called Two Hearts. And on the label, it was not credited, but Teddy Pendergrass sang the um, male part of this song. And it was on her label, 20th Century Fox. It came in at number 40, and that's as high as it got. And stock copy of this one's kind of hard to find, but the promo is much easier. But not a lot of value there for either one. It's on the 20th Century uh, with a sleeve. And that's Two Hearts by Stephanie Mills. It's not a song I heard a lot on the radio. Occasionally you'll hear it, but not that often, not anymore. And that should be it for spinning singles for this edition. And I'm Todd. And uh, next week we'll pick up with July of 1981. Talk to you then.